Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about a new command that we haven't talked about so far. And this command is found in Matthew chapter 5 starting in verse 38, and I'm just going to go ahead and read verses 38 through 42. Jesus says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil. But whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. So the command that we're going to be talking about today is the command, go the second mile. And in previous episodes, we've talked about the command of Christ, be reconciled, basically dealing with how when we've offended someone, we are to go and make it right. Well, we're flipping the coin in this episode, or Jesus is flipping the coin, if you will, and we're going to be talking about when we are offended, what is the proper response? And I love this these verses, Gabe, because this is Christ's response, and this only can be Christ living in us. And I think that um, as we look at this, our com- the command we're focusing on is go the second mile, and it's derived from these verses. It's derived, obviously, from what you just read, where Jesus said, whosoever shall compel thee to go with him a mile, go with him twain, or go with him two, right? Two. So go the second mile is where it comes from. And we're going to talk about that more later, kind of what Jesus was getting at in that. But we ha- actually, in these verses that you just read, the Lord actually gives like three or four f- commands, right? I mean, we saw that he said to, um, to turn the other cheek, right? There was the, um, that we resist not evil, that um, that we give to him the asks, right? There were multiple commands in there, but I kind of think all getting at the same idea. So the one we're kind right. of taking is go the second mile. It's kind of the overarching idea of each of these of basically expressing the love of Jesus to those that persecute us Amen. and those that um, come against us, which is powerful. But before we get into that, I think we need to look for a minute at the context of this, because Jesus starts out by saying, you've heard that it's been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say need that resist not evil. Now, this idea of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, we see actually talked about in God's law in Exodus 21, um, in Exodus chapter 21, Jesus or the scriptures say that we're supposed to, God's law says that we're, it's an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Right. And we know God doesn't change, and as scripture says, the law of the Lord is perfect. So what, what's going on here? And I think as we look at it, part of as best I understand as I've looked at it, Nate, is I think that what we're looking at here is a matter of jurisdiction. In other words, in Exodus 21, the purpose of the law of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, in other words, I think the idea here was if you're in a fight and someone breaks your tooth, that then that person would have to repay with their tooth being broken, right? That it was a matter of justice. It was a matter of, of the justice of God being served in that situation, and it was under the jurisdiction of the law of God. Amen. Whereas I think what had happened in this time, as I understand it, is the Jews had taken it 
it and twisted it and were using it. Instead of using it as something for justice, they were using it as an excuse for retaliation and vengeance. In other words, this is my opportunity to get revenge, to respond in anger, to act out in the flesh, that if you break my tooth, I'm going to break your tooth. You know, that kind of idea where it was stepping out of the jurisdiction of the law and the God-ordained purpose in that regard and using it as an excuse to respond in the flesh, to respond in anger, to retaliate. And that's what the Lord's saying is not what we're to be doing. And then he's going to tell us what we are to be doing. And basically, it's love. Right, right. And Gabe, I don't get the sense when 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 Jesus says, um, ye have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I don't get a sense in that, that the heart behind that, or the heart of the the people who were acting in that manner, this negative manner of retaliation, I don't get the sense that their heart was to restore their enemy or to, it wasn't just the idea of justice. Justice, I think, has more of the idea to, yes, it's to bring uh, uh, the basically the payment or a judgment against someone and to repay what's been taken, but I get almost more of an aggressive, bitter, angry, vitriolic reaction here of almost not just justice, but of, of retaliation. And I think what we're going to be getting into in this command, which is so beautiful, is that it's it's not just that justice needs to be served. It is that our enemies need to be restored back to a right relationship with God. And we're actually a tool to be a part of that, and which is going to be so beautiful. But before we get into that, I want to touch on a couple of verses. One really powerful passage that I think is going to echo what we're going to be talking about in the next four episodes is in found in 1 Peter 3, starting in verse 8. And it says, Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterize or contrarywise blessing, knowing that ye are there unto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. I love that. This is our calling to respond in this way. And um, Proverbs 22 through, or Proverbs 20 verses 22 through 24 also echoes this when it says, say not thou, I will recompense evil. Do you, I'm going to stop there. Do you notice in that scripture, who's the one doing it? It's the person that's been offended. And scripture clearly says, say not thou, I will recompense evil, but, and it wasn't, it just doesn't stop there. It doesn't, you know, push the evil under the sheets and say, oh, it never happened. But I, but I love this. It says, but wait on the Lord and he shall save thee. And I just, um, and then verse 23 and 24 says, diverse weights are an abomination to the Lord and a false balance is not good. Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man understand his own way. It's God's responsibility at the end of the day to serve justice. But I I love that it's not just his heart when we're talking about justice, it's not just his heart to bring judgment and the consequences of one's actions upon them, but it's the idea of restoration too. Yeah, that's so good. And I think it it, it resonated with me too as you were reading those verses, Nate, from First Peter three um, where it talks about in verse 9, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, right? And so it's not, um, we don't repay evil with evil, but it's not just that we 
and I think this is the heart of the command. It's not just that we don't repay evil for evil. It's not just that we just grit our teeth and don't respond with evil. Right. It actually says, but counterwise, blessing. Blessing. <laughs> so in other words, we don't just go the mile. We go two miles. Two. In other words, we don't just not respond and react in anger and frustration and evil. But we actually instead, we, it's not that we just don't do that. We actually respond in blessing. And then listen to what it says. It goes on in those verses that you read. It says, um, but counterwise blessing, knowing that thereunto you are called that you should inherit a blessing. So it's like there's a special blessing that comes to us when we don't render evil for evil and instead we give blessing. It's like we're blessed with the Lord's supernatural joy Amen. and peace and grace and love. And that's a powerful, powerful thing. It's interesting because um, you may be familiar with the context there in First Peter um, chapter 3. You know what it gets into? It talks about that all, um, the persecution that will face as believers and suffering for doing its right. And then it says, it talks about that be ready always to give an answer to anyone that asks of the reason, the hope that lies within you. And I think when we respond to evil with blessing and with good, it showcases the life of Jesus and people ask, what is that in you? What is the hope that you have that doesn't reward evil for evil? Everybody rewards evil to evil and you don't. What is that? What's that hope? And now you have the opportunity to share Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's, that's, that's overcoming and we're going to get into that. But I just want to put a little quick note in here. When someone has been violated um, physically, uh, monetarily, um, and in these ways, we're not talking about, um, and I don't think Jesus was talking about, just negating that. Um, That needs to be dealt with in its proper jurisdiction by the proper authorities. But I believe the context that we're, we're talking about here is suffering as a believer, suffering as a Christian, suffering in many ways, for the name and sake of Christ. And so I kind of want to make that delineation because we're going to get into some of the practical steps of this. And um, we, we, we need to have Christ's response. And that's what this is about. And can I just say this real quick? This is a clarifying point. We're talking about resisting, not evil. Like if you're in a situation of facing abuse, you need to get out of that situation. Right, exactly. In, and you need to contact the proper authorities. Don't be afraid to get help if you're in that type of situation. These verses are not coming against that idea. Exactly. If, if you're in a situation of abuse, you need to get out of that situation. You need to pursue help. And that's not contrary to these verses. I just wanted to share that as a quick clarifier here. Right, right. That's, that's very good. So let's just go ahead and hop into some of the more practicals that Jesus gives about that, about about how to respond properly. In the very first thing up, it says, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. I was thinking about this, Gabe. What would the cheek represent? What would the face represent? And, and, and in many ways, I think, uh, really, frankly, a slap isn't necessarily so much painful or abusive or really being persecuted physically as much as it is an issue of respect, honor, and dignity. And it's just like, it's almost like Jesus is saying here, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. It's almost like the question comes to mind, whose reputation do I have? Um, One of the quickest things that'll determine whose reputation I am carrying is when someone does violate me in a disrespectful, dishonoring way, what comes out of my mouth? Is it blessing or is it curse? You know, is it like fighting fire with fire or is it coming out with, with, with a, a blessing? With what you're saying so good, I heard someone illustrate it this way is they said um, in a really simple way, they said, when you squeeze an orange, what's supposed to come out? Orange juice. Correct. They said, when you squeeze a Christian, what's supposed to come out? 
Christ. Amen. And, it, and it's like that's, that's what's expected to come out. And so as right. believers, more squeezed, if you want to put it that way, and these are some squeezing things that are happening here. Yes. Being smite on the cheek, right? Being forced by, you know, a government mandate to go an extra mile, um, as it talks about, and go the second mile, right. and, and these different things. It's like when those things come, what it's like a squeezing, it's a pressure, and what mm-hmm. God wants to come out of our lives is Christ, is Christ, is Jesus is himself, Christ. right? It's powerful. I think that's even part of what's getting out. Kind of the crux of all these commands, I think, is this: that we resist not evil, right? And when we talk about resisting not evil, it's um, whether it's whether it's it, when someone slaps us, turning their cheek, whether it's going the second mile, whether it's um, if someone sues, sues us to the law and takes with our coat, we give them our cloak. Also, kind of the core of it is that we is that we resist not evil. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, I think we need to give two clarifying points here. And one is that we're talking about resisting not evil. It's not like resisting um, that, like, it's not talking about, like, if I have sin in my life, I need to deal with that and resist that. Right, obviously, right, it's not talking right. about sin in my, or evil in my own life, obviously. And also we need to see is, I think what it's talking about is we've already discussed here the context in resisting evil. It's like resisting the, the person that's bringing persecution for the sake of righteousness, the right, person that's coming right, against us right. because of what we're believers, right? It's not talking about um, resist because there actually is something that we're supposed to resist. There is someone we're supposed to resist, mm-hmm. and that's Satan. Scripture yes. says in James, resist the devil, right? And he will flee from mm-hmm. you. And we stand in the authority and the victory of Jesus Christ, and we do resist Satan, right? We mm-hmm. stand in his authority through the shed blood of Christ. We can resist the enemy, and he has to flee. That's right. And I think that's important to realize that sometimes when someone comes against us, our natural tendency is to get in a flesh and blood battle, right? To fight back. That's That's what comes naturally, to fight fire with fire and to fight on that level. But Mm -hmm. when we do that, we actually just become a part of the evil. We join right in. That's right. But instead, when we see, you know, this person's coming against us, but really we wrestle against the principalities and the powers of darkness and we're able to resist Satan through the name, through the blood and through the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we stand in that victory and the authority of Jesus against the enemy. And then we look to Jesus to minister his love and life through us to the one coming against us. That's a powerful thing. That is a powerful thing. And Gabe, I'm glad you brought that up, the idea of just resisting not evil. And that's what we're called to. And I think that's really the crux of this command. And I think, so So we talked about resisting evil, resist not evil, as Jesus said. And then it, we've talked about, it, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And then it, it has a few other segments here in sections that basically say, Jesus says, and if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain, give to him that asketh of thee, and him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. And I think as we kind of conclude this command, Gabe, we're going to be talking about in this next episode, we're going to be digging a little bit deeper into what does it mean when someone smites you on your cheek, you know, what is, what, how does that relate to us? But then also being sued at the law, you know, and, or compelled to go a mile. And then the conclusion of this that I love so much is give to him the asketh thee. I love that because that's the overcoming response. And so for our listeners, we hope that you guys have been encouraged and, and, and just, just with our heart, is to communicate to you that, you know, we all will be offended at some point. We all will have times in our life that people will hurt us. And it's not just enough to say, okay, well, I'm just going to push through it. I'm just going to, it happens to everybody, you know, it's, this is just part of life. 
no, there's actually something above that that we can do that actually turns, in many ways, those curses and the evil that was done through that into a blessing that God can use in our lives to draw us closer to him, but also on top of that to be a blessing to our enemies and to actually lead them to the Lord. And so we want to get into that deeper in our next upcoming episode. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast, make sure you do so so you don't miss any of the episodes. But we're really looking forward to you guys joining us on our future upcoming episodes. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.